You're listening to Recovery Nuggets Podcast, where we give you recovery nuggets to chew on and think about on your journey in recovery and on the path, featuring your host, David Clemen. Hey, hey, all you recovery nuggets out there. This is your host, David Clemen. This week's episode features Lynn King. She goes by the Sober Grandma Road Trip on Instagram. Lynn shares her story of getting sober, breaking up with the booze, breaking up with the booze, getting sober. And um, she also discusses how she used this book, The Alcohol Experiment by Annie Grace, to really help guide her in her recovery. And um, I think you'll enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Recovery Nuggets. I'm your host, David Clement. I'm here with Lynn King. Hey, Lynn. Hi, David. Glad to be hey. here. Oh, glad you're here. And um, I've been following you on Instagram. And uh, I noticed that you are early in sobriety, but you are out there living your best life. And I always appreciate your posts. They're very positive and they um, seem to have good tips. And so I thought, you know, what a great person to have on the podcast. Well, thank you for saying so. That's kind of my hope is that uh, I can reach out and touch people and allow them to see that, well, you know, if this lady in retirement can do it, you know, I can do it. Yeah. And what is your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is the Sober Grandma Road Trip. I love it. You're hip. You're hip. (laughs) Very cool. Well, um, yeah. So how how did you... um, so you just celebrated eight months, correct? That's correct. Well, tell me about your story and how you ended up here and being like a, uh, you know, kind of a digital nomad with the Instagram and um, sharing your story. Okay, well, I'll be glad to. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start my story with the Sober Grandma Road Trip because I do get comments about, wow, that's a cool handle. What's that all yeah. about? Well, it comes from, I think, uh, like many of us, I've spent decades trying to control my drinking, moderate my drinking. I had all the plans, you know, drink a glass of water in between each drink, only drink on the weekends, et cetera, et cetera. Woefully inadequate, just Mm -hmm. didn't do the job. And so what happened, uh, my, I won't call it a rock bottom moment, but was an aha moment. I got a text from my daughter saying, mom, I'm really concerned about your drinking. Last night on FaceTime with me and, you know, my grandson um, said you were slurring, you were repeating yourself, you weren't making any sense to the point that when we got off the call, um, her son, my grandson says, what is wrong with grandma? Oof. Gut punch. I mean, you talk about, I was just. I was devastated. I was disgusted with myself. It was like, I was mad. I was pissed off at alcohol, you know? So it was, that was it. I mean, uh, that was my, this is it moment. I'm just not having this anymore. So at that point it's like, well, you know, what am I going to do? So I went online like everybody does nowadays and started searching for alcohol treatment because I thought, okay, that's what I need to do. Um, And I found a website called alcohol.org. I'm going to be throwing out a lot of my resources, my steps that I took. Yeah. Um, And it was, it was great. It uh, was there to promote their treatment centers, but it had a lot of free resources. 
um, a, a wealth of resources that people can look at. And it's not just their centers, it's all different kinds. Like you said, for every person that's struggling with some kind of uh, addiction or uh, you know problem like that in their life, there is a way. And anyway, on the uh, alcohol.org, there was a video from a gal named Kirsten Walker, who has um, Sober Brown Girls okay. uh, podcast. And um, she was talking about, and I never looked at it this way, that when you are having problems with alcohol, if you step back and look at it, it's really a toxic relationship. Mm. I never looked at it that way. And she goes on, you know, well, what do you do in a toxic relationship? Well, you get out of it. You break up. And so it's like, aha, I never thought of doing that before. I'm going to break up with alcohol. So that was the first step. And then I continued searching. And at that time, that was May 24th is my sober date. Um, we were leaving. That was a Monday. We were leaving on Saturday for our 10 month or 10 month, I wish, 10 week road trip. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this is a great time to quit drinking. You know, this is. Ah. So anyway, I found uh, the alcohol experiment book online. And that kind of addressed two things that I was interested in. One, learning more about alcohol, what it does to our body, what it does to our relationships, what it does to our life. Um, And I was interested in starting journaling. And so it was called the Alcohol Experiment Journal. Great, you know, perfect. So that's how I got started with that. So I ordered the book and it came in just before we left. And so I didn't really get into it right off the bat because we were visiting relatives. But then as we started traveling, um, I, it became a daily ritual. Uh, as soon we were had a travel trailer, as soon as we stopped for the day and uh, my husband was outside setting up the camper, I'd be inside reading the, the chapter for that day. It has a daily lesson and then journal prompts. And so every day I did that. And the first thing, and this is what really, this, this was the hook in reading the book, was it's not your fault. Mm. Whoa, it's not your fault. I, I thought for sure it was. Well, then it goes on, but it is your responsibility. And so yep. mm-hmm. there you go. Well, and that's the thing. Um, when we're using or drinking, we think we have like a moral deficiency and exactly we're hooked, you know, yeah. we're using against our will. So exactly. go, go ahead. I just wanted to interject yeah. there that, you know, a lot of times we beat ourselves up thinking that we're just these terrible people and we're not. And that's exactly where I was, David. And I couldn't get unstuck. I was stuck like that for a long time. And so that was magical to me to hear it's not your fault. You know, there are chemical things going on, neurophysiological things going on, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So, um, like I said, that was kind of the, the first step. And I'll talk more about the alcohol experiment in a minute. But yeah. I want to share some of the other things that really helped me in the beginning. Please do. Yeah. So we're on this 10-week road trip, 30 states, 15,000 miles. So there is a lot of time on the road. So I started looking for podcasts. And, uh, you know, I searched for sober and a bunch came up and I picked out four or five that I thought, okay, well, let's try, try these out. 
And interestingly enough, the one that resonated with me was the Sober Gay podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's Dylan Gay and Aubrey Lee. And I got hooked and I just binged all of their episodes. Isn't that Um, great? It was, it was, yeah, it was really awesome because they were just down to earth, open, you know, fun. um, Nothing was off limits. And it really made me feel not alone. You know, that made me feel mm. okay. I'm not the only one that's struggling with this. Yeah. So that was very, yeah, very powerful for me. Um, also about that time, I found alcohol tipping point. Uh, that's Deb Masner. She's an RN. And the first episode I listened to was about identity. And she was talking about it's really important to understand your identity, select your identity, identify your identity. Uh, And she used the example. If you you can't say, I want to be a runner or, you know, one day I'd like to be a runner. When you say I am a runner, everything changes because what do runners do? They buy running shoes. They buy the proper attire. They set up their schedule so it'll work. So that's how I came up with the, the sober grandma. It's like, okay, I'm the sober grandma. Drunk grandma is now fired, sober grandma's promoted, and I'm on like a road trip. <laughs> so that's that's where that came from. Nice. I love yes. the simplicity of it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, we were on a literal road trip, and that's how I got started on Instagram because I wanted to document our trip. You know, this was when you retire, you're supposed to travel around the country and see all the great sites, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's what we were doing. So I started documenting that on Instagram. And then when I decided on the sober grandma road trip, I said, well, this is even better because I can document that journey as well. And so that's, that's where I started with Instagram with that. So let's see, what else did we do? Um, then, well, let me ask you this. Had sure, you ever, please. before we go on that moment of clarity or that, that moment, you knew you were done. Had you ever even considered quitting before? Oh yeah. Yeah. I I'd done challenges. And and that's the thing that's interesting. And I see that so often now Mm -hmm. is, um, well, like Ryan, you did, you got to see him a minute ago. Um, my oldest son, we would have a challenge. Okay. Let's do dry January together. Do dry January. What am I looking forward to? February 1st. February 1st. <laughs> Everybody come over. <laughs> yep, exactly. Right. And that's exactly how it was. And it was a, a struggle. And I felt deprived. I felt like, mm. you know, yeah. Um, I felt like, well, you know, if I can go a month, I must be okay. There must not really be a problem. And then lo and behold, February 1 comes and I'm right back where I was and worse. And I mean, literally for years, this yeah. went on. Yeah. But it was interesting, you know, um, I'd never heard of spontaneous sobriety before, but you're right. That's kind of how I was. I was like, I am done. I've had yeah. enough of this. Um, but, you yeah. know, at least I was aware of, well, you've tried it on your own before that didn't work. Um, and that was, that was difficult for me. And I think might be challenging for a lot of people. Number one, admitting, yes, you do have a problem. And number two, surrendering 
and asking for help. Mm. That's it's, that was really, huge. it is, it is huge. It's very difficult, but it's a necessary step, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I was the last one to know I had a problem. So okay. <laughs> everybody else knew, mm-hmm. but um, you know, you said a lot that takes me back. Um, once I asked for the help, mm-hmm. guess what I got? Lots of help. Got until I, yeah, until I was willing to admit it to myself first, there, you know, there wasn't much anyone else could do. That's yeah. You know, and so I appreciate you sharing that. So you're welcome. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole point is to help other people. Cause I know again, I'm a 68 year old church going grandma. Mm -hmm. And if this can happen to me, it's, it's happening to lots of people. And so, yeah, if I can share and, and help someone that just, that's great. Honest, yeah. Well, I can see the joy in your face of like the difference in your life. So how is it, oh, how is your life today? What, what does it look like compared to what it used to look like? Oh my gosh, David. Um, it just today, it, my life today is a joy. You're absolutely right. Every day is a joy. Um, and I was just asked yesterday, honestly, um, well, isn't this kind of false advertising saying you're the sober grandma road trip? And I said, absolutely not. You know, it started out as a literal road trip, but now I'm on daily adventures on this road trip we call life. So I just approach every day, you know, today's a new day. Let's see what's going to happen today and just have fun. So, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. No, it does. So how do you deal with, um, so if something stressful does come up, maybe something that you used to turn to the drink for, how do you deal with it today? What's different? Ah, well, that's where becoming involved with whatever resonates with you, whether it's a 12-step program, uh, the alcohol experiment really helped me, um, finding a community that you can mm. connect with. And you learn so much and it's a lot of it has to do with looking inward. Well, I guess all of it has to do with looking inward Yep. because uh, a lot of my drinking towards the end um, was some things that happened in my personal life that I just kept ruminating about running over and over in my head, beating myself up, um, that blame and shame and guilt. Thing. I mean, it was just nonstop in my head. And so you learn about these things and where they're coming from and how you address them. And you learn deep breathing techniques. You learn that that voice in your head, you can get it to shut up. I mean, a real simple technique, and this sounds stupid, simple, is go, Lynn, shut up. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. You know? Well, <laughs> yeah, because it's. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of times it's, it's almost that duality of mind where you know what you're supposed to do versus what desire wants to do. And when you put the drinks or drugs down, you, you kind of have to say, zip it. Yeah. You know, we're going to do the, we're going to do the next right thing for the next right reason, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I know you're there, but I'm not listening to you anymore. Just move yeah, on down the road. Yeah, that's good. And then it's, it sounds like you're, it's a practice. It is a practice. It really is a practice. And, um, and well, I'll save that for the nuggets. There are other yeah. practices that have been sure. very helpful. Along yeah. The way. yeah. 
So, yeah. So anyway, on that, I, I do want to talk about the alcohol experiment because that is the yeah. secret sauce for me. Yeah. And it's by Annie Grace. She's written uh, This Naked Mind and The Alcohol Experiment. The alcohol experiment actually comes in a couple different versions. I did the journal first, and I thought that was very powerful because there's something about not just reading about something or hearing something, but having those journal prompts where mm -hmm. you relate it to you and what's happening in your life and how you feel and how you think about it and that. So I thought it was very powerful. Um, However, continuing on, I did um, download the app. It's also on an app, which has daily videos and a journal that you can um, print out. So it mimics the uh, book, but it's in video form, which was also very helpful while we were on the trip, because a lot of times I would just listen to it like a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but it teaches you about, like I mentioned earlier, the um, neurophysiology, the chemistry, it has, um, and about beliefs, that's Annie's thing, is mm -hmm. her approach is it's non-judgmental, so it's judgment-free, it's label-free, um, you don't have to, you know, because I know I had a problem saying I'm an alcoholic, mm -hmm. in fact, I think that kept me stuck for a long time, mm -hmm. is because of the stigma Sure. And it may be more my generation than younger generations, but, you know, you just kind of figure if you're not down and out and on the street, then you must not be an alcoholic. And if you're not an alcoholic, you don't have a problem. If you don't have a problem, you don't have to do anything about it. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, um, so it's label free and she really focuses on the beliefs that we have and by gaining the knowledge you can let these beliefs go. Alcohol helps me relax. Alcohol helps me sleep. Alcohol helps me have fun. All these things. And she has a technique that she calls ACT. A is for awareness. And awareness is number one. I mean, you can't change or do anything unless you're aware of it. Number two is clarity. And that's where you dive into and investigate the evidence, both external, you know, scientific evidence or whatever, and internal how how does that play out in your life and number three is a turnaround so you take something like alcohol helps me relax and you end up saying alcohol stresses me out mm. and well what do you mean by that well the physiology is such that it is releasing cortisol and you know other hormones and you know things that cause stress and so the truth of the matter is it doesn't help you relax. So by step by step going through these beliefs and exploring them and letting them go, then it gets to where, you know what, I really don't have a desire to drink alcohol anymore. It just doesn't serve me. I've explored all these beliefs and I've seen it doesn't help me sleep. It doesn't help me relax. It doesn't help me have fun. Um, so, you know, I'm. I don't like saying I'm only eight months in, but I'm still new in my path. Um, but so far, you know, long term, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but yeah. so far it's been really beautiful. And then um, 
uh, cut me off if I get to rambling here, David. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that, you know, eight months is a freaking miracle. Yeah, you know, thank you. Eight months is a miracle. Every, if someone has one day that's listening, one day sober is a miracle. Because I know for me how hard it was to quit. And even though I wanted to quit, I kept using, I kept drinking. And so that that hopelessness of using or drinking against your will is really, yes. it's it's devastating, you know? And so to to line up a bunch of one day miracles to have, be at eight months today and have your son there and playing backgammon with your husband and going on road trips, I mean, these are like the gifts of recovery. And like, I'm a yes. big proponent of, you know, I don't talk a lot about my war stories just because I was, it, it's a part of my story, but I really like to focus on what's my recovery like now, what's my life now. If I do struggle with something currently, I will share about it for sure. Mm-hmm. You know? um, but uh, yeah, I mean, eight months and is awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. And you know what? You're so right. Um I, I've often now go, I can't believe I was where I was a year ago. I mean, cause I was in a very dark place, you know, I was to where, like I said, there were personal things. I had a lot of pain. I was drinking to numb the pain. Then, and, you know, the next morning I was drinking as soon as I got up because of the shakes and the hang. I mean, it was bad. It had gotten really bad. Um, up to the point there was that FaceTime. I, I didn't even remember it. I had, you know, when I got that text, I looked at my phone and sure enough, there was a FaceTime on there. I had no recollection. So, you know, yeah. so yeah. now I look at that and I go, I can't even believe that was me. So, you know, it can, yeah. people, it can happen for you. It will happen for you if you want it. Yeah. People can get sober and they can recover. It's possible at any age, at any age. So let me ask you this. Um, Okay. So you quit drinking, you learned (laughs) some tools and how are your relationships today? Great. The daughter that sent me the text um, and that that's kind of the the personal, we had been um, estranged for Mm. about two years. So I didn't get to see my grandson for two years. And it was all me. It was all my drinking at the the root of it. So on my hundredth day, I got flowers delivered. And that was from my daughter and my grandson, you know, congratulating me on a hundred days. And then she invited, I've got four grown children, or Mm -hmm. we've got four grown children, invited all of us to her house in Seattle for Christmas. And that's the first time we've all been together in three years, you know, what with COVID and all. Sure. So that was awesome to, you know, be back with family, to be present, to be self-conscious, you know, do I have alcohol in my breath? Am am I saying I shouldn't stay? You know, it was, it was beautiful. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find yourself just kind of taken in the moment. Absolutely. Yeah, I sure did. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool, right? It is cool. You know, and I want to speak to that just a bit too, because another thing 
towards the end of my drinking career, and I think this is common, I got more and more withdrawn. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to see anything. It was just me and the booze. You know, it really was. And my poor husband, he was at his wits end. You know, I didn't realize it at the time, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, you know, in the end, we all end up in a room by ourselves, um, afraid of the world, afraid of life. Mm-hmm. And um, what recovery's taught me is to stop using whatever it is. Right. And get out of the house, get into a community and you touched on it before and start to do the inner work. And, um, yes, yes. <clears throat> you know, it, it, we are redeemable, you know, we are able to be restored to sanity, if you will. <laughs> well, you know, I've said that so many times, you know, once I got my sanity back, um, of course you, again, you don't realize it when you're in the middle of it. No, um, it but, yeah, no. My place was so dark at that time. I honestly, I've gotten to the point where I, I can't go on like this much longer. I mean, and I was saying things like that to my husband, you know, oh, yeah. he, you know, man, it's funny. You said that because the last day that I, uh, drank, I just remember, you know, the woman I was living with, mm-hmm. she thought I passed out or overdosed and uh-huh. I remember her trying to wake me up and she was on the phone with her brother and I could kind of hear her crying and moving around the, the house. And she was screaming. I can't live like this anymore. I can't live oh, like boy, this. I anymore. Can relate. Mm-hmm. And what she said is how I had been feeling for years. Mm-hmm. That was my, and then the next day I went to a meeting. And that was yep. in July 8, 2006, you know, so, yeah. that, so whatever it takes, uh, if you're out there listening, um, you know, it's possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what else you got? I know you got your notes. I want to hear more stuff. Okay. Let's see. What else do I have? Oh, I'm going to go back to the alcohol experiment again. Okay. Um, they also have a live alcohol experiment. And that talk about community um, is the same material, the same lessons as the free app. But with this, you get an hour daily coaching question and answer. Mm. And you talk about community and connection. And there's a a private Facebook group. So and I want to touch on that with the community aspect or the connection aspect, Um, because my husband, as much as he loves me, as much as he supports me, as much as he wanted to help me, he didn't really get me. And finding people who get you makes all the difference, because then you feel like you're in a safe space and you can say things that you would never say to anybody else. And so I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend um, people that are making the decision and are early uh, sobriety, find your tribe, find your tribe as soon as you can. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's made a huge difference for me as well. And also it's, um, it makes it more fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I can share with someone in my network Hey, I'm obsessing over this thing, this 
you know, someone said something and I'm now I'm, I've been obsessing on it for four hours and they're like, Oh yeah. I mean, you know, they can totally identify. Whereas exactly. some people are like, it's just a pen. Like you lost your pen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just lost your pen. What are you, what's your problem? <laughs> so I, that's great. Um, well, I, you know, I really appreciate you being here and, um, I really am enjoying watching your journey. And um, before we head out, mm -hmm. this is the Recovery Nuggets podcast. So I wanted to see what Lynn King's Recovery Nuggets are. Nuggets like are. All right. I'm going to refer back to my notes here. Um, number one, and this is something I learned way down the road that I wished I had picked up on. I think it was touched on early on, but I didn't pick up on it. Hydrate. Hydrate. None of us drink enough water. Uh, and that I, I looked online just before we started here and healthline.com has seven science-based benefits of drinking water. And the first thing they say is, and all of us have heard it, eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day. So that's 64 ounces. Um, another one I've heard, and this is the one I've been following is half your body weight in ounces. And when I started doing this, I did it uh, back in September. I was really good at it then. I'm struggling to get back there. But what I noticed, and then the science supports it, is I was so perky. I had so much energy. I was clear-headed. I was enthusiastic. You know, I was ready to take the world on. And so what the science says is it maximizes physical performance. It raises your energy levels and brain function. It may prevent headaches, relieve constipation, may help prevent kidney stones. This is a beautiful one, helps prevent hangovers. I would, I would contend if you do the water challenge and hydrate, you're going to be drinking water, not alcohol. So there's a tip right there. Uh, and weight loss. So seven scientifically proven benefits of drinking water. So that's nugget number one. Nugget number two, self-compassion. You know, um, I beat myself up for so long. And how can you get up when your own worst enemy is yourself? You know, how can you pull yourself out of a funk when your own worst enemy is yourself? So give yourself some compassion. Give yourself some space. Give you, Be patient. You know, I mean, for me, this was a 50-year habit. Mm. It's not something that anybody can flip a switch and it's all you know all well so self-compassion um practice we talked about practices a little bit earlier i um along with the daily lessons i started doing on my iphone and the notes a gratitude journal you know before i went to sleep so in bed i i'm grateful for this i'm grateful for that and just make a list every day every day just a little thing and that just kind of opened your eyes up instead of being so internally focused on me and my miseries it's the all the beautiful things that are out there just waiting for you to open your eyes and a gratitude journal i believe really helps with that and the final thing we've already covered this in depth is connection connection really is the key um they say connection is the opposite of addiction. And I believe that. Yeah. Those are great. I mean, 
I can identify with each and every one. And um, I keep this. This is my gratitude journal. There you go. Uh, I started this when I first uh, got clean. And, um, you know, I still journal every day. And, um, you know, the connection. Yeah, everything you touched on are great recovery nuggets and the hydration. I mean, I see you posting pictures of your <laughs> of which bottle you're on for the day. And, That's right. Um, yeah, and all this stuff. And, you know, I think when we first start, we think it's so complicated, the things we have to do. But it actually is about simplicity and like, don't drink and then do these simple things and then take it literally in the beginning, I had to take it for five minutes and then it was like, oh, I can do this for 10 minutes and then build, you know, and it, it kind of builds its own momentum. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. how do you, like, how do you feel with eight months versus like 30 days? Were you still on the fence at 30 days or? You know, I really wasn't because I was really done. I was really yeah. done, but I needed the tools to stay. To stay. Yes. Um, I will say that's huge. We yeah. have a couple more minutes that oh that, yeah, we're good. Yeah, the other benefits that came out that I did not expect at all. Um, we talked about relationships, mm -hmm. so mending relationships there. It's a beautiful thing. Um, but sober skin and sober <laughs> hair, you know, <laughs> it was like it's like having a facelift, you know, it just took years yeah. off um it i got so healthy that when we came back from the trip we were tired which is to be expected but i just felt really funky you know i just felt like something was off so called the doctor go see the doctor well i had improved my health so much that my blood pressure had come down and i was over medicated with my high blood pressure medicine yep and so she took me off a of one and cut the other one in half. So isn't that wild? That's it's completely wild. You know, I think I posted at the time. It's like, who knew that, you know, giving up alcohol would send you to the doctor because you're too healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and the whole thing is, is that alcohol has a lot of sugar and sugar causes inflammation. And so in line with what you're talking sure. about with the water, I mean, our cells operate better on a cellular level with the water. And when yes. we're just putting inflammation on top of it, no wonder every, cause I was so puffy when I quit drinking. Absolutely. I, just, I mean, yeah. someone actually said to me once I had been sober for a while, you're not so puffy. <laughs> because I just shrank. And I had a very similar experience with the, the blood pressure and health. So that's cool. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I yeah. never, I never heard of that. I didn't know that would happen. So yeah. that, that can happen. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, recovery is where it's at. And, um, you know, I appreciate you being on here because it helps break the stigma and like yes. you sharing what worked for you, the alcohol experiment, that book, you know, I came from 12 steps, but I'm open to whatever. I mean, if any of this stuff helps in the suffering of another person, that's what it's here for. I agree wholeheartedly, David. Yeah. And I appreciate what you're doing. And I'm going to put out a shout out for recovery of nuggets podcast. I oh, cool. love, yeah. Two in particular that really uh, resonated with me were the journaling mm -hmm. and the meditation. Oh, cool. Yeah. Those yeah. are my solo nuggets. 
Yeah. Well, what I loved about this, David, is it's not a how to. It's mm-hmm. about how it affected me and how it improved my life. Because uh, so many people, it's like journaling. I don't want to do that. But the way yeah. you approached it and the benefits you derived from it, that wasn't necessarily the reason that you were doing it. But that came about because you were doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought that was really powerful. And oh, wow. Thank you. That's, You're welcome. Yeah, that's great feedback. Um, yeah, I really try to share my experience. I'm not here to tell you how to do it. I can share what I've done that's worked for me because, you know, what what may work for me may not work for you. But there are enough people in this space nowadays that there's enough collective experience that we can all help each other. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I look forward to uh, following your journey more. And I really appreciate you being here today. And uh, it was nice meeting your family. And, um, you know, I'll I'll let you know uh, when this is going to be up and we'll stay in touch with Instagram. Absolutely. Thanks again for listening to Recovery Nuggets podcast. I want to thank our guests this week. And uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can reach out on Instagram at Recovery Nuggets podcast. And the email is recoverynuggetspodcast at gmail.com. Also like and subscribe on Spotify and Apple. And be great if you leave a five-star review. That really helps out the podcast. And I really want to thank you for showing up for your recovery today. Disclaimer, Recovery Nuggets podcast and guests are not representatives of any 12-step program. I am not a doctor, counselor, or therapist. I share my experiences, strength, and hope. Guests of the show share their personal experiences and opinions. Take what you like and leave the rest. Each person's journey in recovery is unique. Thank you for listening to Recovery Nuggets podcast.